The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead late pipe locking for parlaying player props. Look. You can get all the player props you need, NFL preseason player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That is parlayplay.io. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no guys. Me, really real, villain real. It's real from Virginia here at your service. Tell them to bring me my money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. And we are here breaking down a three-game slate in the WNBA today. Got my guy, you know, my co-host on the show, Scott Studio Right Show. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Doing pretty well. Looking forward to the three-game slate. Unfortunately, I did try to swing for the fences in the last episode. I think my prop was a bigger plus price than my dog, and they were both like plus 230 or like plus 400. I went swinging, and unfortunately, Asia Wilson got benched before she could get the 30, so that would have been a nice uh, way to cap the card, but didn't get there. Finished with 28 points, which was a bit unfortunate, but yeah, not the greatest episode for me, but once again, I tried to switch things up and go for some serious underdog plays or serious long shot props, kind of, and it didn't work out. So, it's what it is, but hopefully we'll bounce back here on Thursday. It's all good. You've been carrying me for the past uh, week or two, so it's about time that, you know, I was able to repay the favor on the slate, but we do have to give you the Patrick sound effect for the three. For the oh, three. What's the point? I can't do anything right. You'll do fine. You got it, Scott. Oh. oh I, I don't got it. Hey, no. pal. You just blowing from Stupid Town? <laughs> that guy is like one of the. It's like one of the It's one of the. Honestly, SpongeBob had some of the most savage roasts roasts by like regular characters who never appeared just like yeah like the never they, like, they just the hell out of everyone that's it they just come around roast you and then be gone off into the bewilderness. pretty much I, right. I understand by the way why asia got benched because they were up by 40 in the third quarter but for her birthday you couldn't let her get the 30 you couldn't let her get one more basket 30 is that like that's really honestly like and I don't even be understanding what they be planning on when they go up big in the WNBA because you know the roster size isn't that like as large as the NBA, so yeah. you don't have as many extra bench players you could just throw out there. Some of your starters are playing in a blowout, but it's just like sometimes they be having them out there. Other times they be like, "Oh no, nah. I think it's just a more of a hey, who feels ready to go out there and play with the twos for a little bit," and they be like, "Oh, Jackie Young want to go out there and play today? Sure, go ahead." Kelsey Plum, you want to go out there and play? Sure, go ahead. I just refuse to believe Asia did not want to come back into the game on her birthday for any part of the fourth quarter. For just two points, like two points. Yeah. It, mm. Either way, oh well. three and oh day for me. Hit my lock of, what was it, Connecticut minus four and a half in the first half. Sun, once again, do not cover the uh, first half number. I don't even think if you no. I think somebody told me they they got a live line and they were able to cover with the sun. And like, wait, do you mean the full, they didn't cover the full game? Because no, I'm mean not to sign the uh, storm. The storm. Yeah, okay, you said it. sun, and I'm, that's why. I'm, yeah, sun covered the first half. Storm don't cover another first half. That's three and twelve ATS in the first half for them now. Yeah, and uh, the live line. I think it got up to like twenty two or something like that. And somebody said they were able to cash there. So. Uh, what else did I have for my dog? Nafisa Collier, 25 plus and a win, plus 450. Nice call there. And then Asia over 21 and a half. Just, just went for the basic. I didn't go for the juggler like Scott. Uh, 
so let's just go ahead and nice nice little sweet sweet sound effect we did have last on our uh recap the mercury won a game they did the mercury they won the toilet bowl versus the road mystics the road mystics the mercury did win the toilet bowl there so shout out to them for finally getting a win and a cover especially as a favorite They're, very good job there. Very good we, job we there. We need to have a bit of a conversation, though, with all the injuries. Are the Mystics currently the worst team in the league when you factor in the injuries at the moment? They're not going to no. stay that way because no. when the other players come back, you don't think By the Mystics are the worst team based on form? By far not. Absolutely. No, okay. no I, think, I think it's still... The Fever have lost 15 of 17, so... It would, but, but then they just got Nolissa back. So, you know, you could have some conversations about it. The Mystics are 13 and 15, but once again, they're missing basically everybody on their team. So that's why I was asking. Yeah, no, but I've seen the, Myst- the Mystics get wins while missing people out. And I and I know that Brittany Sykes and Natasha Cloud can put up 20 each. Yeah. But it's the, so it's still the fever because the one, the fever are not giving the ball to their best players. And it's the Mercury just suck. So it's still those two. And the me, Storm are somewhere the in there. But. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure if I truly believe the Mystics were the worst team, but I think according to some offensive and defensive ratings, ever since Deladon got hurt, they're like bottom two in most categories. Road Mystics is pretty bad, though. Not yeah. going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Road Mystics, and especially Road Mystics with injuries, pretty bad team right there. All right. Before we get to the three games actually being played tonight, got to talk to you about our Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon because we want you to help us against corporate gambling. Look. Sign up for access. We have exclusive contests, NFL win total contest, $1,000 first place prize to the winner there of our NFL win totals contest. And look, I'm trying to tell you, what did I give out last time? I gave out, what we give out? Steelers over last time? Yeah. You know what? Take the under. We're going to stay in that division. Take the under on the Cincinnati Bengals. Just take the under. Trust me. You may think I'm crazy now. You may think, hey, what? Joe, Joey B? Jamar Chase? Take the under. For one, you don't get healthier in, in, in the NFL. I, I don't care what nobody say. You don't just wake up, oh, I feel a lot better after getting hit by people yesterday. Absolutely not. So, Joey B, hope you are able to get through the season with no re-injury, no re-aggravation, nothing like that. But I'm fading this team. I think that, you know, the Steelers got better. The Ravens got better. And in turn, somebody has to get worse. Are they going to be bad? No. Are they going to hit, what is it, 10 and a half, 11 and a half, something like that? I think no. it's 11. I got to check. I think, I think it's, it's 11 and a half. I think, I think it's, it's 11, 11 and a half. half. I think yeah, it's 11 no. and a half. Yeah. 12 wins is a lot of wins in the NFL, people. Come on. They'll be a 10-win team. They'll be on the outside looking in or right there on the border or in the wild card, but they're not getting over 11 and a half. There you go. I just gave you another winner. That's two winners. Make sure you sign up for our Patreon and go win the thousand dollar first place prize. We have monthly SGP stories, all this other stuff. Help us prevent corporate gambling. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. Let's talk about the games being played tonight. We have, Coming up 7 p.m. on the East Coast. First game on the slate. Minnesota Lynx are traveling to where is my lines? There we go. All right. There we go. We're back. Minnesota Lynx traveling to Indiana. Play the Indiana Fever. The Lynx are a two-and-a-half point favorite. Scott, this was minus three-and-a-half when I was talking about it on Sports Grid last night. It's now down to minus two-and-a-half. Total state true to 162 and a half injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Minnesota Lynx, you have Juzak, Dorka Juzak, who is questionable, expected to play, questionable hamstring injury there. We have for the Indiana Fever, whenever nothing. I find their name, nothing, nothing to report. We'll see if. Melissa Smith is still on a minutes restriction. She was on. She came off the bench on played eighteen minutes in that game last last time out. So she could be on a minutes restriction. She could be a full go. We'll see. Scott, it seems like people are buying into Indiana because I'm seeing a lot of people betting Minnesota, but that line is pushing towards Indiana. Can you get behind the fever in this game? I don't think I really can. I understand that once again it's reverse line movement, which is tricky, but. Indiana's a loss 15 of 17. 
They're the worst record. In, they have the worst record in the league. And I guess the argument is before the team got totally injured, this team was competitive at times. That's fine. They still don't give Boston the ball enough. They still blow games in the second half all the time. They're a really bad coach team. They're poorly coached. Like It feels like they always fall apart late in games. It's a low number. And Minnesota's been pretty good lately. Minnesota's won four of their last six. A reminder, Collier did miss three of those games. So Collier came back. She had 29 points and nine rebounds last game, I believe. And they won anyway. But I think Minnesota's the better team. Minnesota's a team that's hovering around 500. They're a playoff team. Once again, you're looking at the fever and they're a bottom feeder in the entire league and i just feel like once again looking at how these teams match up i think minnesota is the better team but i understand the argument because the first two meetings this season were close fever won the first game second game minnesota won but they also attempted roughly 20 more free throws in that game so you can make an argument based on what we've seen so far this season these teams have had some competitive games the problem is, once again, Indiana finds ways to lose games they should win, and they always <laughs> fall apart in the fourth quarter. Collier's the best player on the court. I don't think it's very—I don't think it's close, to be honest. McBride's been good lately. Miller's been good lately. I like how the supporting cast has played. I'm going to lean Minnesota. Once again, it's tough to, for me to go to the window with a team that's lost 15 of 17. I understand it's trappy. I understand Indiana can win the game, but I'm just expecting them to have a good first half fall apart in the second half again, and Minnesota wins by, like, five. That's kind of my thoughts for this game. I'll take Minnesota. I'm actually on the opposite side of you, like, completely here. We're going and with the line movement. Like, I get it. It's very nah, weird. No, but I like Minnesota in the first half, and I think oh, Indiana, okay. if they do anything, is going to be in the second half of the game. Like, I, I think that's where this kind of goes in and just kind of looking at the numbers here in the past five games and what these two teams are doing. Indiana's scoring least, like, absolutely dead last in the WNBA in the first half at 36.2 points per game in the last five. They're one and four in that span in the first half, whereas Minnesota 42.6, they are up to five. So you got 36.2 for Indiana, 42.6 points per game for Minnesota in the first half. And just watching Minnesota, they've been getting out early against some really, really good teams, like really, really getting up for the occasion here. And then you look at them defensively. And it's a night and day difference yet again. Minnesota, one of the top defensive teams in the first half, 39.8 points per game allowed. That is second in WNBA. Indiana, 45.8 points per allowed. That is second to last in the WNBA. So, I mean, one plus one, I mean, really here is two plus two equals four. And uh, just give me Minnesota for the first half in this one. I think Minnesota comes out and is able to get some momentum on the road and Indiana's going to have to battle back and it'll be because they really really have stepped up defensively in the second half even though they're losing these games like uh in the second half oh this is all games on the season well, I know you're going to mention some numbers on the season but I know last game they gave up 30 points in the fourth quarter and blew a lead against the Sparks so even defensively yeah, so, recently they've not been great in the second half yeah last five games second half even with that you know, blown lead to the Sparks. They're still giving up about 30.36.8 points in that second half. So okay. uh, it's been Indiana is such a tricky team to handicap because it's like we know they can be a lot better than this. I but think their coach just, just seemed, sucks. I think that they're purposely tanking. I think they're purposely taking. I think what but the way that my, they hold on, wait, 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 games wait, wait. would not shock me. I'll hold on, put it that way. Where is where? Is How many times have you watched the Fever this year and go, what are they doing in the fourth quarter of these games? It happens all the time. So what if I were to tell you that the Indiana Fever were trying to pair Aaliyah Boston with Caitlin Clark for the future of this franchise? <laughs> because that's obviously what's going on here. Like, it's literally their tank. Is Indiana an upgrade over Iowa in places to live? Probably. Is it really? I mean, is it? I mean, you're mostly farmland in Iowa. But I mean, I guess Indiana, you're closer to other stuff that you can go to. Like you can go to what is near Iowa? Where is a map? What is near Iowa? For, for Iowa, you have the Field of Dreams Stadium. You have the Field of Dreams Field. That's basically it. That doesn't. I don't care about that. All right, let's see. You have the There's Children's Hospital right next to Kinnick Stadium. There's nothing there. I mean, where's where's the maybe? Oh, I guess maybe Chicago is near. No, Chicago's not even on that side of freaking Illinois. At least I don't think it is. There's nothing on there. There's nothing there. Yeah, Indiana's way better, way better place to live easily. 
easily way better place to live. There, at least Indiana, I can go. I got Detroit. Well, Detroit's kind of far, but you got Ohio, so Cleveland over there. I don't know if Cleveland's Chicago's a great travel not destination either, but Chicago's it's not bad not for a couple far. days. I feel like there's I feel like there's more opportunity to hit some other better spots in Indiana than there is in Iowa. There's nothing in Iowa. I got to imagine there's nothing in Iowa. Then again, I went heaven? to college in the Midwest, so I could confirm that there is a decent amount of just empty space in some of these Midwest if, states. If I was in Vegas and somebody asked me if this he- is this heaven, I would say yes. But so they was in Iowa and they asked, is this heaven? And he was like, no, it's Iowa. So clearly there is a big gap between heaven and Iowa. Pick Indiana. You a fan of Field of Dreams? I, I truly haven't seen a movie in its entirety. I only watched a clip because they had the Field of Dream games and I didn't know what they were talking about. I have not okay. seen the movie. Fair enough. I think it's I think it's it might be the best baseball movie, in my opinion. Better than Sandlot? I mean, the thing is, Field of Dreams isn't exactly a full, full baseball movie because it involves some like ghosts from the past who play baseball. But for the most part, it's just about uh, the main character trying to deal with some voices that he's hearing, and they go on a journey. So it's so kind he's of a mix, but there's baseball undertones in the entire movie, but I think there's only like a couple of baseball scenes. Man, I felt like there was a scene where he was playing baseball with his dad, but his dad was like younger and his dad is dead. And I was just like, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. His man. dad's a I, ghost. That's the point. Just like just like Hermit were said, I don't, move, I don't move with no devils. I don't mess with no devils. I don't, okay. I don't know what's going on in that one. All right. You're on Minnesota. I am. I understand once again the weird line movement, but until I see Indiana actually win a game against a decent team, I'm not going to pick them to win a game against a decent team. If they were getting more points, I'd consider it. But two and a half, like this team never finds ways to win games. Would you agree as of right now, since the Mercury fired their coach earlier in the year, Indiana has to be the worst coach team in the league, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much because they're not using their best player. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it. their coach has even done if, anything the entire season. Even if, even if the opposing coach is scheming her out of the game in the second half, you have to react to those adjustments and be able to get her looks. And I'm not even sure if I believe in the scheming out process because Boston doesn't even touch the ball. I don't know if you can scheme the person out when she doesn't even have a, a chance to do anything with it. They're not denying her. They just don't give her the ball. It's just a really dumb offensive system they got in Indiana. But yeah. Oh well. Indiana might be worst coach team in the league now. Okay. I think they are. All right. I'm going I'm going Minnesota. I, I was trying not to do it, but I'll go Minnesota for the full game. But clearly I'm I'd rather just put my money on the first half. Because if they lose this first half, they're probably losing the full game. So I'd rather just do the first half and get over with and potentially get a win there. Okay, before we finish wrapping up the rest of this game, I got to talk to you about our newest partner, and that is Parlay Play. Brought to you by Parlay Play, a great way to get down on your favorite Parlay player props. They have preseason bets, man. They have preseason bets. Hey, did you see Hard Knocks? Did you? I actually see- have not watched it yet, but as a Jets fan, I will be watching it probably after this. I watched it yesterday, and there – I. It seems Not like Rodgers and Foster are bonding. They are. They are, actually. But in Hard Knocks, there was a moment before the game where uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Aaron Rodgers had, were able to talk because, you know, they're both Cal guys. Yeah, and Cal, so yeah. They, different colleges, yeah. but still from Cal. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Cal, UCLA, same thing, yeah, though. Whatever. But, yeah, so still both California guys, and they have a good relationship. And Aaron Rodgers told him, hey, can't wait to see you. Use your legs. He's gonna he's gonna do that all preseason now. Well, Aaron Rodgers just told you to use your legs, and I'm probably I'm pretty sure your coach is telling you that too. He's gonna do it all season. I'm back. And the fans, he's also a pretty over. decent preseason coach in terms of record, so he might be able to lead him to a couple of wins. Yep, I'm taking DCR rushing over every single game. That is my parlay play. I'm gonna play miss that day. guy with Chip Kelly's offense in UCLA. Oh man. Hey, I cannot wait until UC, USC and UCLA and Oregon for for but more U, USC and UCLA come mess up Big Ten unders, like just completely come screw up Big Ten unders. All right, head over to ParlayPlay.io. Use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's ParlayPlay.io, promo code SGP. 
All right, here. Let's finish uh, handicapping this one. We got the total sitting there at 162 and a half. It has not moved. I think I'm going to lean under in this one. I don't feel great about it, but once again, I just have questions about Indiana uh, really just being able to score. Now, they played two times this season. First game landed 140. Second game landed 173. But I mentioned there was a massive free throw disparity in the second game. And to look at the actual numbers here for that game, both teams combined to attempt 48 free throws. Minnesota had 34 of them. So officiating is going to determine a lot for me with the total. But I'm expecting to not see 48 free throws in this game. Both teams also shot over 46% from the floor. I don't think we see that again. So I'm going to go with the under. I don't feel great about it, but I'll lean that way. But I'm, there's no way I'm going to play the total in this one. I, I just think it's going to be uh, either links or pass. But for the total, I don't really see much on this. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to continue to do what I normally do with the fever. And first half over, come in on yeah. under. First half over, if they ever score, it's always in the first half. And then, you know, they stop giving their best players yeah. the ball in the second half. So they continue not to score. And then it ends up pushing the game under. So many times that I had a full game under on this on them and it died in the second half. I've learned my lesson. Give me a first half over 82 and a half. And let me uh, pull up the numbers for that as well. I know I got them somewhere for Indiana, but very, very good. Talked about it last episode. Very, very good first half over team. And then I will take a full game under on the game and say defense steps up in the second half. Player props. Well, first things first, I am tempted by Collier rebounds in this game. She was in foul trouble last time out and still had nine rebounds in 27 minutes. But just to go through the numbers here, these are her last five. These are her last uh, six games. Nine rebounds, eight rebounds, 11 rebounds, eight rebounds, eight rebounds, nine rebounds. Her number's at seven and a half. I'll take the oh, over. She's gone over in six straight. The yep. number feels a bit low. And Collier, once again, is the best player on the team. The line's short, so you're assuming Collier, without foul trouble, should play what, like 35 minutes in this game? Something like that. So that's a decent amount. And Indiana, as bad as they might be with Smith back in the lineup and with Boston, they're a pretty good rebounding team. So Minnesota's going to need all hands on deck to actually rebound the ball. I think Collier over seven and a half rebounds is a good look. Maybe even double-double um, if you can find it. I think she might be in line for 10 rebounds in this game. Let's see here. Let, I agree with the Collier play. By the way, the two games against Indiana this season, she had 14 rebounds in the first meeting, and she had eight rebounds in the second meeting. Yeah. So she's gone over twice. I'm still gonna roll. I'm still gonna roll out with Aaliyah Boston over eight and a half too. I think that. I think. It's well, we know be, you can't give out the points, so you transitioned over to rebounds. Yeah, I really can't. I want to give out the points, but it, it, I you can't. You like, can't do it. She, she's. I would take first you, half points if they had. Yeah, if you could. Oh, if you could have a first half point line, please play the first half point line. Like she's good for that. Good money, but I'm not risking having. You know, she went on a 6-0. It wasn't a 6-0 run, but she scored the last six points for the Fever in the third quarter and proceeded to not do anything in the fourth. I wouldn't be shocked if they, if they didn't let her touch the ball again after that. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, not, it's fun watching them play. It's not fun. All right. Not too much there uh, that I like in this one. Not really uh, any juiced yeah. player props that I'm looking any, like, Maybe a diamond. No, I'm not even feeling like, a diamond. The Collier there. rebounds one caught my eye. You can argue maybe yeah. points if you want to take that approach, but rebounds, I just saw the recent form, and I thought that number was too low. But I, I really didn't see much because a lot of the props I was tempted by are just really, really juiced. Like to yeah, a point the, where I can't bet it. And they took away her 25-plus in a win. It's now 30-plus. It it's now 30-plus in a win for plus 630. You think they're going to hand out plus 450s out there? No, it won once. They can never show it again. I'm actually kind of tempted by uh, Aaliyah Boston 25 and a win. Yeah, 5 to 1. I'm actually I got to talk you off there. the ledge because, once again, how, how yeah, much. Yeah, no, no, I can't do it. Off of principle, I can't. Off of principle, I can't better. But, like, um, the, I the mean, even Kelsey Mitchell. Hold on. Kelsey Mitchell is 25 and a win is, is 10 to 1. How is Kelsey Mitchell? No, wait, 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 wait. What is her prop for for Kelsey? So Aaliyah's prop is fifteen and a half plus one hundred. Kelsey's prop is sixteen and a half minus one thirty. She has a higher number, but the actual odds of the her having a breakout game is like 
four extra dollars. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Or double, I should say. I'm giving it. I'm giving that play out because just because it's mispriced. Just because it's mispriced. I mean, yeah, it's mispriced. You got to play it. Give me ten to one on Kelsey Mitchell to score twenty five and a win. That that's mispriced. Like that's that's clearly just the wrong price. And I'll I'll throw a little piece of it on it. Even it should arguably be half of that because once again, if you're looking at Mitchell being about a point higher in the default player prop section, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Five to one, then Mitchell should be like four fifty, right? They may be beating me with that, but I don't care. I'll it, take it's for, it, they might just be trying to sucker you in, but math-wise, that is kind of an autoplay. Yeah, it's, it might lose, but once again, ten sixty is an insane deal. Yeah, that's stupid. All right, take it forever, Scott. We got to move on to the next game. We have the who is up next on ten p.m. on the East Coast. By the Let way, sorry, Alan, I see Collier rebounds on uh, DraftKings at seven and a half. There you go. All right. Uh, Atlanta Dream traveling to Seattle, play the Seattle Storm. Atlanta opened up as a four and a half point favorite. They are now up to minus five and a half. 164 and a half is the total. That came down from 166. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Seattle Storm, Gabby Williams is out for the season with the foot injury. And for the Atlanta Dream, we have nothing to report. Nothing. Yeah. So, all right, here. Atlanta's moved up a point in the overnight. Do you trust Atlanta? Like, I, I understand that the play for this game is going to be our default play, which is wait for Atlanta to go up 10, then live bet the storm, and they'll cover the live number, not the actual game, right? Is that is that kind of the yep. point? But yep. you, of course you can't give half. that out. Like officially, you take Atlanta but, for, but you take you take Atlanta first half, and that's how you and you just hope they yeah. go up ten at some point yeah. in that first half and catch the storm at a better number. But uh, because again, like I said in the top of the show, three and twelve ATS in the first half at home, like that's really really ridiculous. So, um, but looking at it, Atlanta's recent games, they have really not been playing that well lately. They got buried by Tarazi when she dropped 40 and they lost the game by 20 points, but they beat the fever. It means nothing to me. Uh, lost to the Mercury by 20, lost to the Aces by 21. No shame in that. The Aces are the Aces. Beat the Mystics by seven at home, but we know the Mystics have fallen off a cliff. Lost to the Liberty by 11 on the road. Yeah, going down the list here, they have lost each of their last four road games by double digits, so they've not uh-huh. been traveling well. I do think for, my, for this game, though, I am going to lean to the over. Because in those road games, they've allowed at least 82 in each of them that I just mentioned with the losing streak, and they've allowed at least 91 points in each of their last three road games. I can see points in this game. We know neither team wants to guard anybody. The issue is, can Seattle actually score? I'm hoping Jewel Lloyd bounces back because she was terrible against Connecticut. So I Mm -hmm. I think she's in line for a good game. But I see this total at 164.5. Each team's allowing 84-plus points per game. I'll lean to the over. I think one of these teams is a shot for 90, and I think you're going to see a track meet with pace. So I'll lean to the over in this game. I agree with you about the dream first half, though. The full game, I don't know, because once again, Atlanta's not traveled well, but mm-hmm. I have a really hard time back in the storm. So I probably look for Atlanta first half with you. Yeah, I'm back in Atlanta for the first half. That that 3-12 and 12 is just too yeah. much. But when I'm sitting here, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm with the storm, man. I'm, I'm rolling with the storm to come and make this one a close one in the second half and just have a lot better of a second half than the Atlanta Dream do. I think that this is an opportunity where uh, you look at Seattle and what they're doing defensively in the second half over the past five games, 34.2 points per game. So uh, really, really stepping up there. And it's not like they played a whole bunch of crappy teams. There's a couple of crappy teams in there. But in those past five games, you have Connecticut, you have Phoenix, you have Dallas, you have Indiana. And I like you how you Chicago. just lost over Phoenix. Like that team does suck, but they did yeah, win no. that game. So there you go. Yeah, they did. I, I actually I was very much considering not even mentioning Phoenix or Indiana. It was a road game, though. We know Phoenix is decent. Both of them are road games. Both of them are road games. Yeah, I'm so. saying Phoenix is useless on the road. At home, they're okay. So, but still, even in getting blown out, they're still holding teams, you know, in that second half, and that's where you get a cover yeah. from. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that this could be a little bit better of a performance for 
the Seattle storm in the second half of this game and get us close to this number. If not, you know, have a chance to win it outright. So I, I like Seattle for the full game and going with the storm here, full game, but I am on that first half play with the dream. Let's chop my storm sound effect one more time. All right. Let's see here. Uh, I haven't gotten there on the total yet, honestly. I, I lean over, but I haven't gotten there. I'm trying yeah, to figure I'm out why it's like... I, I don't think I'm going to have any action on that game besides maybe Dream for first half, but I really didn't see much that I liked from a side. Because I, I don't like the form of... I mean, Seattle's been playing better basketball, but I still don't know uh-huh. if I trust them in a full game to actually cover. The Dream have really not been great lately, and they're a streaky team. They have been all year. They were really bad at the start. They were really good in the middle, and they went back to being bad because they don't guard anybody. So you're going to be streaky if you're never going to guard anyone. So that's kind of where I'm looking. If you they think Seattle been... keeps it close, do you prefer Seattle plus the points or Seattle team total over? Uh, Both uh, might catch. Yeah, they might. I I think I lane Seattle team total over. So I was thinking of Atlanta team total. by the way. I was thinking Atlanta team total under. What do you see Atlanta team total at? It's at 86 and a half. Yeah, so 86 and a half. They haven't gotten to that number in the past five games. You look at them, 80, 82 or against 85 Indiana and a win. Sorry, 85 and a half. And so it's probably going down because they haven't gotten there. 82 against Indiana. 71. <laughs> 71 is so bad. 71 again. I dropped my freaking iPad, man. Oh my God. 71 against the Phoenix Mercury. 72 against the Aces. 80 against the Mystics. And 84 against the Liberty. All... I don't even know if the 80 against the Mystics. Is no, good. it's not good because they've been, been bad. Yeah. They've been terrible defensively. So that's yeah. not good. It's not good at all. No, that's that the play. Road mystic, that right? is the play right there. That's the play. It, okay. Atlanta team total under. I'm adding that to my card today. That is the play today. So I don't I I don't know what Seattle is gonna give me, honestly, but I truly feel like Atlanta's not going over this. So and plus Seattle over the past five games, defensively giving up 76.8 points per game. So been playing a lot better. All right, play props. I'm trying to think of what I even like in this game. They've they've they don't have Lloyd twenty five. If you want Lloyd thirty in Seattle win, that is plus six thirty, but I'm not interested, in my opinion. I mean, I can't say she's not gonna get it, but I would have liked to see a twenty five and a win and not get yeah. six thirty, maybe. Twenty five and a win I'd consider, but yeah. I, I Well, I let's go that. to uh let us go to the fun book that allows you to do same game parlays because okay. well you have access you're on it pro- uh, probably at the moment so I'll let you take the lead on that yeah one. Uh, let's see here DK all right we have this is the last game of the night isn't it yeah yeah oh man we kind of we right. might have skipped the game in the middle but we'll get back to it. So, uh, plus not 190 and 225, 3-1. to one. I would play that. 3-1, to one, Jewel Lloyd in a win, 25 in a win. Yeah, 3-1. to one. I like those odds. What happens if I do 30? Oh, no, 30 is better on the other book. It's 5-1 to one here. I was hoping they'd have double-double props, but they don't. They only, I feel like they only give only us for select props. games, which really, yeah, like me. select teams. Really, like they know everybody's gonna want to bet double double for the Liberty, like whether it's Jockwell Jones, Brianna Stewart, Courtney Van yeah. Sloot. Like they always give us those props for them, but never because I, I want to a, make a case for Magbagor to get a double double tonight, but unfortunately, I don't see a line on it. I think it would have been a decent pro. I love her over seven and a half. Over seven I was gonna and a half. Seattle's rebounds. undersized. They're going to need her to rebound the ball. That's why I was kind of gravitating towards her. I like her over seven and a half. I like Cheyenne Parker over six and a half at plus money for rebounds. Think yeah. that Nine McGord doesn't have many, but she finishes with nine rebounds a lot. So she's like right there. If it was a decent price, I'd be tempted by it. But seven and a half does feel a bit low. Uh, to look at her numbers recently for rebounding for Mag Begore. Uh, six and seven last two games, which is not great, but she has had at least nine in three of the last six, had a double-double with 12 against the Liberty. I think in this spot, she's in line for a potentially solid rebounding game. So just throwing that out there, I thought seven and a half seemed a little bit low. All right. 
Let's move on to the last game on the slate. We have Connecticut Sun traveling to Phoenix to play the Phoenix Mercury. Sun open up as eight-point favorites. Down to seven and a half. 160 and a half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams. And we have clean injury report for the Connecticut Sun. For the Phoenix Mercury, we have uh, Shea Petty out indefinitely with a concussion. So that's it for them. Expect everybody else ready to go. Another situation where the line is going towards the dog here. Any updates on Petty, by the way? Didn't you get stretchered off a couple games ago? Uh yeah, I, it says it's a concussion. Okay, all right. So that's as long as the, she's like somewhat okay. Like, yeah, they, yeah. I think anytime you bring up the stretcher, really you gotta be bad, worried. So yeah, really bad concussion. I mean, apparently people come back from stretchers nowadays. When Tua yeah. got stretchered off last season, I just knew Tua was never coming back because nobody gets on a stretcher and comes back. But sure I saw enough, it in soccer. Did. Somebody got on a stretcher and came off after a minute. Oh man, <laughs> it's classic soccer, time wasting, you know, extraordinaire. But I'm weak. All right, so we have the Phoenix Mercury who are 10 and 18 against the spread, uh, the Connecticut Sun who are 16, 11, and 1 against the spread. Mercury are coming off of a win. Where's my what are they doing off of a win? Probably losing for the most part. Here we go. So for the Mercury off of a win. They are one in six against. I actually the wasn't even sure if they won back to back games at any point in the year. They did. Oh, they did. Yeah, they they beat the, they beat the sun in the sky back to back. Actually, at home. Oh, okay, a couple so, weeks ago. That's the yeah, only back to back wins they have all year. Off a win, one in six, full game, two and five in the first half. I mean. Can we just fade them? I I don't know. Like I I feel like the Mercury might actually be live in this game. They ended up they beat the Sun earlier this year in in Phoenix. Now the first game after the All Star break and Connecticut kind of no showed it, but still, the Mercury as bad as they are. I said they're a decent home team. They are eight and twenty this season. They're seven and seven at home. Like they're useless on the road, but at home they're not terrible. I think I'm going to lean to the points, actually. Connecticut's been good lately, but Connecticut feels like they're always in line to have one game where they just mess around and potentially lose outright. We saw it against the Lynx when they were shorthanded a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to bet it, but 7.5, I think I'm actually going to lean to the points here. I don't feel great about laying 7.5 blindly on the road in this spot. I mean, the only thing that I could sit here and say, I prefer player props in this game, but still. Only thing you can sit here and tell me is that they have a look ahead against Dallas on Saturday. Yeah, that's really that it. Like right. I, and and yeah, that, that's really it. Like it's fair. I mean, if you want to take the su- the sun, you can because they've been playing good basketball. But once again, I just think that eight or seven and a half found an eight out there on Caesars. I don't know. I, I feel like the Mercury can hang around. I'll, I'll lean to Phoenix here. Uh-huh. I don't want to go total chalk today. Nah, man. The Sun are ten and five ATS on the road. Just oh no, I, I I get it. Yeah, give me. I get give, it. I'm give just, me the Sun minus. Seven I'll take a stand half. somewhere. I'm just my own money, but I'll take a stand somewhere. I hope that people are just betting on the Mercury just because it says the name Mercury here, and not because of the eight and 20, 20 behind their record. And uh, once again, Mercury at home, not terrible. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna back the sun here. I can't do it. All right, sun minus seven and a half for me, plus seven and a half for the Mercury for Scott. One sixty and a half is interesting though, because I don't. The first think game I know was a rock fight, but I feel like that was more fluky because it was the first game after an All Star break. So I'm not sure if that is causing this total to potentially be lower than you might expect or. People are just ignoring it, but what do you think? Because Connecticut, on one hand, even though I did a lean to Phoenix, if they scored 85, 90 points, I would not be shocked. I mean, nobody would. The Mercury offensively, though, have actually been decent at home lately. So I think I'm leaning over, but I don't have a strong opinion either. There's a lot of games for totals. I really didn't have a great feel on the totals today. Yeah, I'm kind of off on the totals as well. Uh I, I don't just really give me, know. give me a. I really don't even have a feel for this at all. No, I, I, I don't either. 
I guess I guess give me a first half over. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, mm, I don't even like that play for for it's kind of a no play for me on a total in this one. I don't I don't have a feel for this total at all, to be honest. Yep. But if I had a play, I'm just gonna back on points in, in the first half, get them early and get out of there. But uh, I, I wouldn't play the total in this one. I I probably if it's not Connecticut, I'm not really looking at anything in this game. Fair. Uh because the numbers rather similar, not really too far off. Phoenix has gotten better with the scoring 85 points per game over the past five games. Defensively, they look better. They are middle of the pack, 83 points per game defensively, I guess. Yeah, so. But the Sun been really, really good, 76 points per game given up over the past five games. Uh, I'm... I just say that Mercury probably find a way to score at home. At least that's what the line is saying, that they're going to find a way to score at home. So Connecticut continues to score on the road. Uh, Mercury find a way to score at home. That boats for a first half over for me. That's kind of how I was leaning with the over. but Yeah. All right. Took a while to get there. Player props. Well, this is going to be my favorite play from the game. It's pretty obvious. But give me Alyssa Thomas over uh, seven half assists at seven and a half at minus 128. She's gone over in five or less six games, and on top of that, she did have seven in the first game against the Mercury this season. And sorry, she's had at least eight assists in each of her last four games, and she had seven in the first meeting against the Mercury, even though Connecticut only scored 66 points. They only scored 66, and she had seven assists. So if you're assuming Uh Connecticut's going to get back to their normal 80 and change, then she should go over. AT assists, I mean, come on. We've mentioned this every single game. It's gotten there most of the time. She's averaging 8.2. The number's at 7.5. And I do think, once again, four straight at eight at eight or more, this number's too low. I'll take the over on AT assists. Which I know you automatically co-sign because how can we go against the overs for AT props? Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> no yeah, way. Uh, that's, that's the main play that I have for this one. All right. You have, you have any thoughts on Griner under for points? It's at eighteen no, and a was, half. She's gone under in four or five. He says at eighteen and a half. Uh, from what I'm looking at, I see sixteen and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say I saw sixteen and a half. To make sure I wasn't tripping there. Uh, looking no. at Griner's stats here: uh, eleven points against the Mystics, twenty-two against Seattle. We know Seattle's the most undersized team in the league. Had 16 against the Dream, had 12 against Washington, 12 against Chicago, 12 against Connecticut. So the last game against Connecticut, she had 12. Uh, 13 against the Aces. So she's gone under this number in, uh, what is that, five, in six of the last seven. Any thoughts there? No. And Connecticut's, even though, once again, Brianna Jones is hurt, they've been pretty good with paint defense this season. I was thinking take her over, to be honest. I well, just mentioned like, the, she might go over, but based on recent numbers, I'm just saying yeah, the no. number might be a bit high. But my favorite play in the game is a fade on Brittany Griner, but just not taking a Brittany Griner prop. Oh, the rebound I mean, is classic. Over six and a half for Brianna Turner, minus 120. She has gone over six and a half. In three of the last four games, she's had nine, five, eight, eight we can keep going further and she's hovering around this number in every single game, basically six, four, six, six, eight, nine. And that eight includes the last time they played the Connecticut sun. So back in her to- because both Bonner and AT are good at rebounding. So they're going to need help crashing the glass. And I could see Brianna Turner getting more of the Alyssa Thomas assignment in the paint rather than, and moving Brittany Griner on the outside, just a little size to put a hand in the face yeah. of mm-hmm. Dewana Bonner when she's shooting. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with Brianna Turner. That's probably my favorite. That's probably going to be my prop for the day. I'm not going to lie. Uh, right. Brianna Turner over six and a half rebounds. Uh, anybody else that I'm interested in for this one? Not really, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't have much either. All right, let's get on to lock dog and prop. Kicking this. Let me look back at my. Well, you know what your prop is. You just said it was going to be Turner. Yep. Prop Brand Turner over six and a half rebounds, minus 120. Again, 
three. She's made this in three of the past four, nine, five, eight, and eight. I think she's going to have a good day on the boards today and really help clog up that painted area and not allow a lot of easy paint points for the uh, Connecticut Sun in this one. So I will take that. That is my prop for the day. For my lock, I am going to... Yikes. First half over in... I know, Jenna, you said you might do the dream. Dream team total under. Oh, yeah. 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 At 85 and a half. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have to do that. That's going to have to be the play. Dream team total under 85 and a half. They're not scoring today. Uh, Seattle's been really good. Really good defense. Let me see. Let me go back and make sure I'm not. Oh, wait. I could just do it up here. Let me see. Let me make sure that I have this right. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a little up and down for Seattle. They even in games they lost, they've held people under. They've actually held people under this number in four of the last five. 81 to the Connecticut Sun, 97 to the Phoenix Mercury. No, to 91. 91 to the Mercury. Mercury yeah, yeah, I read the wrong number. 91 to the Mercury. And then you have a 76 to Dallas. You have a 62 to Indiana. And you got a 74 to Chicago, who just scored. I think at that point, that's when Chicago was scoring a lot. So bringing them 76 down. 76 against Dallas is really not that bad. It's really good, too. So, yeah. yeah, under and they're at home. Let's do it. Under 85 and a half. Team total under for the Atlanta Dream. That's my lock for my dog. You're doing Mitchell 25 and in Indiana to win a 1060? Nah, because I don't trust Indiana that much. Yeah, I don't think it's going to win. But once again, for value, you're getting like two times what you should. Nah, let's just double up on on Seattle because Jill Lloyd's had a couple of bad games in a row. Yeah. And that Don't doesn't go like eight from three last game. Yeah. Yeah, she did. I thought about you talking about the under on her threes when that happened. Out there again. I was like, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. She, she, she definitely is not hitting them. So, uh, she's had a couple of rough games in a row. Jules do. And, it, and sometimes it takes me to make her in my lot dog and prop for her to have a good game, but she's definitely do. It's been, 11 yeah she had 11 this last game she had 32 games before that 26 so she's still over 25 in three of the last five mm. but it seems like gl- glaring like there's glaring point she hasn't been making any threes like she's doing this without making too many threes so uh where is this is atlanta is this the first time i'm playing atlanta this season might be this is the first meeting. Wow, this is the first meeting. All right. Yeah, they don't know how to guard Joyd yet, Jewel yet. So, yeah, Jewel Lloyd, 25 plus. What I say? It was 3 to 1. Jewel Lloyd, 25 plus, and Seattle to win 33 to 1 because they're not winning if she don't score 25. Come on now. I'd rather take 3 to 1. Scott, over to you. All right. Uh, so, for my lock on the show, I thought about Minnesota, but that line movement is really, really weird. So, I don't think I can actually give that out as a lock. Instead, I'm going to go to some props. I think my lock for the show is going to be on Collier over seven and a half rebounds. I mentioned it before, but she's been really good on the boards lately. Uh, just to go through the numbers once again for Collier, uh, just to read off the rebounds in order. She had nine rebounds last game despite being in foul trouble. Game before that, she had, sorry, just waiting for the game log to load, eight rebounds, 11 rebounds, eight rebounds, eight rebounds, and nine rebounds. So she's gone over this number in six straight games. She played against the Fever twice this season, had eight rebounds in the last game, and had 14 in the first meeting. So she's done very well on the boards against this team. I think within the list of being back in the lineup for Indiana and with Boston, Minnesota's going to need her to rebound the ball. And we know Collier is going to play a bunch of minutes because she's the best player on the team. So for my lock, give me Collier over seven and a half rebounds at minus 130 on DraftKings. For my prop, I'm going to go with AT over assists at seven and a half. Uh, and you can find that at minus 128 on FanDuel. I mentioned it before, but she's had at least eight assists in each of the last four games. We know she's always a threat for a triple-double. In the last game against the Mercury, she had seven, even though Connecticut only scored 66 points. So I do think, once again, if Connecticut bumps it up to 80 like they should, then Thomas is going to go over. So give me Thomas assists as my prop. And for my dog, this is where it's going to get interesting because i got to figure out what I actually want to do for this one. Even though I said I think the Mercury are alive, I'm not going to pick the Mercury to win a game. I haven't totally lost my mind, so I don't think I can actually do that. 
Uh-huh. I think if I was going to go with a prop here, I'm going to go with Collier 25 plus points at plus 146. I'll double down on Collier. I just think that she's a really bad matchup for Indiana to deal with because she's kind of a tweener. I think she's too quick for Boston to guard. And I just think that once again, with an Alyssa having one game under her belt, I'm not sure if she's ready for the Collier assignment. So it's going to be a bit of a problem. I saw NECA torched uh, Indiana a couple of games ago because, once again, Indiana really has a hard time of stopping versatile uh, forwards. And I do think that's obviously what Collier excels in. But to go through the games against Indiana this season, she had 32 in the last meeting and she had 28 in the first meeting. They can't guard her. I'll take Collier 25-plus points at plus 146 as my dog. Yeah, as my dog. Borderline puppy dog there. You didn't what, get 146? That's not bad. I've given out worse. Border, border, borderline. That's borderline. 140. We did say 140 was the threshold. So I don't even remember saying that, but I'll take it. Sold. I think we did. I'm pretty sure I mean, I would have taken Collier 25 and Minnesota to win, but Fandle's uh, a bunch of haters, so I can't. Oh, do okay. It. No, we can make that. That's perfectly fine. No, hold that thought. We, I was about to end the episode, but I can very much make that on DraftKings. So let's win. Dave Collier 25? Uh, yep. That is plus 255. Would you like I'm to go to up? I think if that's, if that's worth it. Would you like to go up, sir? No, because I can get 30 plus in Minnesota to win at 630 on FanDuel. You can tell me what it is on DraftKings, though, for just a price comparison. Uh, it it's not going to be 630. I'll tell you that much. 550. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. So FanDuel's giving you a better deal there. But no, I think I'm just going to go with my initial play. Give me Collier 25 plus at plus 146. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here, sir? No, not really. Uh, looking forward to the card tonight. Hopefully we cash. And yeah, looking forward to the uh, football preseason that's starting over the weekend. Very much so. started, But you get my point. For most teams, it's starting. Yeah, no, it's week one. Week one preseason does start this weekend. Make sure y'all catch that. Check us out on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Me and Scott will have a couple episodes rolling out here in the next week or so. Really should actually come up with dates that we need to record. Those yeah, we, we have some NFL uh, division stuff we got to do. Yeah, so, so if you want to hear us talk NFC East, AFC West, then, you know, come come rock with us the NFL Gambling Podcast. But for the uh, total... Uh, 11 people that are watching on live on YouTube like the video on your way out. And for the hundreds of people that are listening to us through their ears on the podcast version, make sure you drop a review in your podcast app before leaving. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.